What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to Where United Entertained. I'm Daniel. I'm Rachel. And I'm James. And we are going to be talking about Amsterdam today. Uh, the movie, not the place. Yes. Uh, Thank goodness I've never been there. I've never been oh, there. No, I mean, I wish yeah. I had been there, but I haven't <laughs> been there. So thank goodness we're ta- talking about it because that would be really boring. It would be It would be difficult. I would have to regurgitate from a book. Yeah. Huh. I've been there and it would just be me talking and no one wants that. Nope. No, you're that right. Probably would be better than most of <laughs> our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Amsterdam. This this was a movie. Mm. <laughs> this this was <laughs> a movie. Yes. I was kind of expecting that. I really liked this. Good. Um but I can absolutely see how a large chunk of people would really not. Um, it has this really fast paced, like mix between, I mean, it's obviously it's set in the 1930s. So it's this kind of North Atlantic detective fast paced story mixed with a, like, uh, almost a Wes Anderson tone in like the quippy dialogue and, Always on the verge of weird, but never really scary, even though kind of scary stuff happens with like yeah. a different tone. It would have been a quite creepy movie at times. Absolutely. Um, and I, I just thought it was fun. And it had, I think the time, the period piece was great. And the acting, if this had been any other cast, particularly the main three, Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, and uh, John David Washington, those three had chemistry galore. It was oozing off the screen. And I thought that they were just great together. And I, I'd watch them sit around and talk, drinking coffee, like, <laughs> if, that, if it was the same kind of dialogue, I'm sure they'd be interesting as, you know, real people too. But those characters I thought were just charming as hell together. Yeah. And that really carried it through. And then outstanding performances from side actors like Robert and side actors. We're talking about Robert De yeah. Niro, Chris Say, Rock, all star, Michael yeah. Shannon, uh, <laughs> Uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. That's what I was trying to. Who I was trying to think of. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy and Rami Malek. Like, geez, man. Zoe Saldana. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. My goodness. And I felt like everybody did a really good job in their roles. It was a little chaotic, and kind of it felt kind of all over the place at certain times. So I could see that turning a lot of people off, but yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's kind of the thing for me. I think that there's, 
there's a decent amount of things to like about this movie, but there are so many pieces of it that are just kind of nonsensical. Um, yeah. Almost just, slapstickish. Like right on the verge. Mm-hmm. So close to slapstick without like without getting the delivery of slapstick, which right, is without just, the comedy. I mean, yeah. it's kind of implied comedy. <clears throat> like when the big bouncer guy punches uh, Christian Bale's character, uh, Bert. Yeah. And the way his eye pops out and rolls on the ground, it's got this like humor in the way it's shot almost. It kind of reminds me of like a Kurt, bon- Kurt Vonnegut book. Like, it's not the actions that are funny. It's just this weird quirkiness about the way they're displayed that I felt was kind of humorous, quite humorous. Yeah, it's. I'd say humor without the charm. Hmm. I mean, that wasn't the case for the entirety of the movie, <clears throat> but some parts of it were just like. Why? Why do I even care? (laughs) (laughs) So I think a perfect example and look, it's a it's an entertaining part and it helps build the story. And like, I understand all of that. But when uh, Valerie is pulling all the metal shards out of uh, Burton Harold and like keeping them and then the people come in saying that it's, you know, this is profane. It's not right. And they do the whole like chanting in French at them to basically mind their own business and shove off. Yeah. It's just like, why, where did this even come from? Why? Like, it's just, like I said, it falls into the nonsensical part without like there, that, I guess that specific piece in question is like, there's no real charm in that to make you like enjoy that part. You just watch it and go, uh, okay. And then comes the charm when they, like when she goes back and starts smoking the pipe and talking to him and then, uh, Bert talking to Harold and then Bert comes in and, you know, then they, you know, they form this bond and there's some charm there, but it's like, why'd I have to watch this you know last five minutes of junk in order to get here yeah and there's like there's numerous little pieces like that but like overall i i want to like the film there seems to be a chunk of things that i do like about the film when i you know retrospectively when i look back at it and think about moments where i'm like oh yeah that was like the one you were talking about when the um, <laughs> the mansion bouncer, I guess yes. we'll call him. Yeah, groundskeeper uh, slash bodyguard, yeah, whatever he is, uh, knocks the crap out of Bert, and, and then gets floored by Harold. Yeah. <laughs> like it's funny. I enjoy like the the interaction there and how it kind of goes together. And so there's things that I like about it, but there's certain things that I'm just like is it necessary or did they just do it to be like artful? Because this isn't like, to me, it doesn't carry the, 
the tone of an artful movie where you can just do things and people would be like, oh, yes, but it's art. Yeah, I so I, I wanted to kind of wait and go last because I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts. But my my thoughts are, are a little similar. I felt like this movie had some Wes Anderson tones without the humor or the charm. The dialogue was great, but the whole thing, the whole movie was so flat. I never felt invested. I never cared mm -hmm. about any of these characters. I didn't think that they were interesting. They had eccentricities for the sake of eccentricities. They never were fleshed out as characters to me. And when I, you know, when I look at David O. Russell's history, I really liked Silver Linings Playbook. I really liked The Fighter. Neither of those movies are funny, though. And I, I sure. wonder if maybe the attempt at comedy just isn't there for him. Maybe, and I, I might be entirely wrong. Maybe he's some great comedic genius. But I just, I feel like the timing was off and the the great yeah. connectivity that makes movies like this progress essentially the way that a, an ensemble cast from Wes Anderson would, or even it's not a whodunit, but like I spent most of this movie just thinking, why am I not watching? See how they run again. <laughs> it, it was a mystery that at least was really interesting and really charming. And this just did not have that for me. Yeah, I get that. <clears throat> yeah, it's, I don't know. I hadn't really looked at his um, previous, I guess, writing, you know, as far as like directing and things like that go. Well, I guess, honestly, a lot of the things that I'm familiar uh, with him on, um, David O. Russell, that is, uh, he also like wrote or helped do the screenplay. So like Three Kings uh, screenplay, Server Linings Playbook screenplay, American Hustle written by. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, these, all of these things, they do have like funny moments. Um, so maybe that's, you know, maybe he wanted to try to get into that more. I don't know. Um, you know, listening to you guys, I kind of realized that I think the thing that I was kind of skirting around, and it sounds like you, might, you guys might agree as well, is one of the biggest problems with the film is that it gets ahead of itself. And yeah, a lot of the times you don't know why something's happening or even really what is happening until it's done happening. And then you're explained why it was happening in the first place, which kind of ruins all the stakes. Right. And yeah. it just, it reduces how invested you get into the characters because of that. Now, that being said, I don't, I still, I still like the movie. I still had fun. Um, but yeah, I do think that that's the reason why it wasn't a great film that I'm going to be talking about at Oscar time or, that is, I'm pr probably not going to watch after, you know, maybe one more time. I I honestly don't think this deserves Oscar nominations. Just to be maybe in the blunt. acting, the acting man Christian Bale so good in this, but so he's, good. He's been better. 
And I, for me, this was not a standout performance from Christian Bale. And and it it, it should. This movie has fair. All of the I'm elements. just trying to think of a better performance this year from someone else. I mean Elvis, but there's there's a ton of really good performances this year. But but my thing is that this movie has all the elements to be fantastic. It's got mm-hmm. a great cast. David O. Russell has been nominated for five Oscars. <clears throat> there's there's no reason that this movie shouldn't have been just phenomenal. Yeah, I do think now that you say that, James, that you kind of I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with getting ahead of itself. Because I guess a lot of the moments that I'm thinking of and like the one that I use as an example, these eccentricities that are kind of flaunted per character are shown before you even really understand anything about the character. Right. Or characters, I suppose. And then they build the character and then you go, oh, wait. Okay, so that kind of makes sense. But <laughs> but now you got to think in the movie watching currently, you got to think back 10 minutes ago and go, I understand why they're behaving this way now. <laughs> well, right. and I think there was a lot of things in this movie that it either didn't take enough time with. Like, in my opinion, the way Harold handled Valerie saying that she doesn't trust her medications <laughs> He just brushed mm-hmm. that off. He never even thought about that. But you're literally investigating a, a murder by poisoning uh, from the same sort of group of people. So I, I feel like all of that mixed with him being like, she wasn't like that when we knew her. Right. He would have spent more time on that. That wouldn't have just been some comment he brushed off and ignored. But it, it also has these flashes of incredible dark grim things and then it doesn't take the time to make them impactful like um bert's wife and and that whole weird thing where she wants to see his scars yeah that was horrifying but they spent zero time on that they didn't make that have any weight so it, it felt really pointless the car scene the car scene. Which car scene? Uh, near the the car kill, the murder. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it, it's these maneuvers that should have been given more time or more impact to matter. Nothing it feels this- like there's like the director was just constantly going, okay, but faster. And that yeah. can work because even I mean, in the look editing at- room. Yeah, but look at Bullet Train. Mm -hmm. That's an incredibly fast-paced movie that relies on tons of flashbacks to introduce new characters, and that's got an incredible pace, but you still get emotionally invested. But that's also a very different kind of movie. Like You kind of expect every character to be a sum of their eccentricities in that movie. Right. Like It's a goofy movie where... You know, a killer's dressed up like a, a giant panda mascot. Like that, it it's intentionally ridiculous. Where this did have that desire almost to 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Be both that goofy and serious at the same time. Right. And, and, and you know, Bullet Train pulled off that more serious side. Mm-hmm. Because everything... Um, with the father and the grandfather, all those moments were serious. And in this, when it got to those serious moments, they just didn't have enough emotion to connect you to them. It's like, yeah, it's like it's skated (laughs) straight down the line of, we don't want to be kooky, but we also don't want to be emotional and heartfelt. But then you miss everything. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very interesting dynamic in this movie. <laughs> like I said, because there's lots of things that I like. There's, you know, there's scenes that I like. There's like parts of the story that I'm like, yeah, that's good. I like that. And then there's other parts that I'm like, huh, wait, what? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> and maybe that's why a lot of people didn't really like critics or whatever and you know people that reviewed the movie didn't really care for it cuz it's i guess you could consider it emotionally confusing <laughs> right yeah. i mean there's things where you like you want to be invested and then you're like what well, i don't understand why i should be <laughs> it's it's like it's complicated in the wrong way <laughs> it's it's weird cuz yeah. there's nothing wrong it's with a complicated weird. movie I, I mean, look at anything from Christopher Nolan. Yeah. But but again, you just you have to find the right path there, I guess. But I agree. There were moments in this movie that were great. Anything with Anya Taylor-Joy in it was exceptional. Not a big reveal there. Yeah. No, yeah. she's, no, she's <laughs> a, a very gorgeous woman. But like... If we're talking the early 1930s, like late 1930s, early 1940s, there's a good chance she's the Nazi. Like, <laughs> she's she so good at that. She keeps you on edge. Yeah. She's so beautiful, but you know there's something incredibly evil at the core of whatever's happening. <laughs> there's this look in her eye. There's multiple people in this movie that are incredibly evil. <laughs> or you're yeah. just like oh, Rami Malek's super seriously. evil. This mild mannered, afraid of confrontation. Well, yeah, she said afraid of confrontation, and I was like, I don't get that. Hmm. The detective, um, what is it, Hiltz? Super evil dude, right? Like, guy has a screw loose. Yeah. <laughs> He was a weird one for me. And I think one of the bigger wastes in this film also, at least, you know, from my perspective was Mike Myers because they made him such a weird caricature, but then he was never really funny. And I just, if he's not supposed to be funny, that's fine. He doesn't have to be funny in every movie, but don't 
dress him up like that and give him a silly accent and this very weird <clears throat> mannerism. It just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. They did kind of make him weird without the funny that would fit his kind of weird. I, I felt like it was very much like his role in Bohemian Rhapsody. And I liked him in this. I liked him in it too. I just feel like it was a, maybe a missed opportunity to do a little bit more with him. Well, or change or the his styling. character, I guess. Either let him be a little funnier or change the styling just a little bit, because to me, he almost felt like he'd be okay in an Austin Powers movie, the way they had him looking. With like what was clearly a wig and. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he just, he had this sort of like pudgy British child who never grew up kind of look going on and it just doesn't it has to either be funny or you make him like way uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the bird thing again just I thought that was pretty funny actually it's funny but like they went there's again certain parts where they just go hard on the birds and you're like what they doubled down a few times why (laughs) Okay, I guess you love birds. All right, cool, man. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. All right. Um, Well, you guys want to get into favorite scenes? uh, Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I'll go first. What you got, buddy? Uh, So my favorite scene was actually um, uh, the end. Not the very end, but... (laughs) Uh, when, when they're finally doing the, uh, what do they call it? They're veterans they're, fundraiser. Yeah, but the gala, gala or whatever. They're gala. Okay, we'll call it a gala. When they're doing the gala, and uh, Robert De Niro's character, the general, General uh, Dylan Beck, is mm-hmm. doing his speech. Yeah, and he goes, he goes out, and he just. Lays it all bare. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then they have, they have Nazis in the room. They have Nazis in the room. They've got uh, Timothy Oliphant's character, who I didn't recognize as Timothy Oliphant, taking shots at him. Right. The man doesn't even move. Not a flinch. Not a nothing. <laughs> He's just, he just, boom. And now they're trying to shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't just, my eighth assassination attempt. <laughs> he's just, he's standing there and he's, you know, he's just giving it to him, telling the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Uh, and just, you know, essentially hoping not to get shot, but, you know, the whole really damned if I do, I'm here, I'm here to convey a message. Right. I knew when I came out here that I could be putting my my life in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just I just really enjoyed that whole, you know, that whole piece, <clears throat> even from, you know, coming out there and the, you know, the Nazis are like chanting at him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was great. I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the message behind it. 
as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the ending of this movie, uh, beyond the fact that it's the end of the movie, was like one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, like, the it's supposed to be the climax and all that, but yeah. like there was, like there was so much actual at this point. There's so much actual depth going on, and things like kind of they fit together and they make sense. And now at this point, you understand more about the people and you know kind of why they behave the way they do and and these sorts of things, and everything fit, and it wrapped up nicely. Um. I was very impressed with the ending. There's no uh, more room for it to get ahead of itself at that point. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're all caught up. Um, but yeah, definitely the, the gala, um, specifically the, the entirety of the speech scene, uh, was my favorite part for sure. Good choice. Yeah, I fully agree. I think the ending to this movie was incredible. I just wish if it could have carried some of that pace and cohesion through the whole movie, it would have been great because I thought they had such a cool cast moment at the end. It really, everybody came together. It had such a good cohesion and they bounced off each other. Really Mm -hmm. great. Yep. Absolutely. Very good choice. So who's next? You go next, Rachel. Okay. All right, so I still firmly think any scene with Robert De Niro in it was the best scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was great. Uh, he was great. Uh, I'm going to go with their first meeting, sort of, with General Dylan Beck at his house. I thought, I just really liked it. I liked the the humor. Starting in it. a win, real quick. Yeah, are we talking walking up the stairs and falling off the lawn or after? And walking I mean, away and then getting called back in? <laughs> that was pretty funny when his wife shooed them away. Um, no, from kind of when they get upstairs to meet him and mm-hmm. he explains who the man with the briefcase is. and He makes him sing. He makes yeah. him sing. <laughs> and then he mistakes two of the three of them. Yeah, for other people. <laughs> It asks them, you know, oh, you're very famous for this. Well, no, that wasn't me. And I just, I really liked it because I think that was one of the few moments when this movie really leaned into the humor well. It wasn't silly and it wasn't, you know, over the top. It was that sort of sarcastic, dry, funny that I felt like the movie wanted to achieve for the whole thing. Yeah. And they stabbed 42 Germans. No, that wasn't me. I did get about 24 of them, though. (laughs) And then when he asked them to sing and they start singing, no, that's not it. That's not it. I'll know it when I hear it. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I'll know it when I hear it. That's the worst thing you could tell somebody (laughs) being told to sing a song from 10 years ago that you might have sung in front of them. Yeah. I'll know it when I hear it. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And then they do manage to sing their little song. And he's like, oh, I do remember you. And then it turns out he doesn't. And it, it's just, I thought it was such a good. He remembers them. He just thought they were someone else. <laughs> right. <laughs> thought you were cooler people than you are. But it just, I, I really liked that moment. I thought that whole little scene there was great because it shows you a little bit about who General Dylan Beck is and the kind of backbone he's got that he, he absolutely cannot be purchased, but he's willing to to help out the cause and figure out 
what sort of plot really is afoot. But it was also very funny while getting through some of the genuine meat of the story. Mm-hmm. So, and the exchange was- on the stairwell right afterwards is really funny too. Uh, with yes. the Nazi briefcase guy. I enjoyed the heck out of that. Yeah. Very good choice. Yeah, so that leaves just you. Just me. Um, there are a couple different ones that I feel like were really good. Um, one of them I have to give an honorable mention to when uh, Margot Robbie's character, uh, Valerie, mm-hmm. imagines yeah. shooting her brother. <laughs> and the yeah, hole goes through uh, her sister Libby's face. Yeah. And, yep. you know, it's not real, but it was a it was a nice uh, it was a satisfaction that I was like, OK, well, I get why the story can't be that. But thanks for giving me that anyway. Right. Um, Tom, you ruined my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But mine is going to have to be the reunion. When they're when you've got uh Harold and Bert who are going up to try to meet uh Rami Rami Malik's character, uh Tom. Tom. Yeah. And they don't know who he is and they don't have a clue that he's related to Valerie. Right. And just kind of all of that, the whole like kind of merging of the different stories, which makes it is when it goes into the most improbable there is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of all the gin joints in the world. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you happen to be together working on a problem and it takes you directly to your long lost best friend's house. But, um, just the way that all that played out and the way that it like transitioned from that original room into the foyer and then into the like sitting room and you get the, the story laid out and kind of at least some sort of game plan for the future. Mm-hmm. And you got, you know, the punching scene with, I think it's, what was it? Uh, God, I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, the punchy guy, but anyway, <laughs> the punchy um, guy. And it's the introduction to uh, Libby as well. And it it just has a whole lot of good things. And it kind of felt like that that's where the movie kind of came together for me. Um, Up until that point, I was fairly lost, but enjoying it. And then from there, I was like, okay, I now have an understanding of what's happened already. And I have a better understanding of what's going to happen in the future. Like, I have at least a game plan, whether it goes that way or not. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought that was also a very good one. <laughs> Not quite as funny as you guys is. No, but it is a very pivotal, very pivotal point. And mm-hmm. it's got some of the better acting, in my opinion. It's also got some pretty good jokes. Yes, it does. All right. Well, then I think that wraps it up for Amsterdam. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hopefully you enjoyed our coverage of it. If you did, then please go online and like and subscribe. Make sure to join us next time on Were You Not Entertained?
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.